On today's episode, our all-Asian panel reviews the original Ghost in the Shell anime and discusses hacking the human brain, which is a topic plucked from the themes of the movie. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the You Better Represent podcast, proudly part of the Sonar Network. Every Tuesday, we explore representation in cinema by reviewing a minority-led film with members of that underrepresented community and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. Joining me for today's show is Leonard Chan. Hello. And Veronica Antipolo. Howdy. Hi. I don't know why I'm trying to make it fancy. <laughs> and, hey, I, I like fancy. Um, so uh, so this week's movie is A Ghost in the Shell. We are talking today about the original 1995 anime, not the ridiculous um, <laughs> North American remake starring Scarlett Johansson, of which we will address a little bit. But uh, the less said about that movie, the better. Um, so, uh, Ghost in the Shell was released in 1995. It is about a cyborg policewoman and her partner who hunt down a mysterious and powerful hacker called the Puppet Master. It was directed by Mamoru Oshii and was based on the highly successful Ghost in the Shell manga by Masamune Shiro. It was so successful that it spun off into multiple video game series, um, follow-up anime, uh, the awful live-action movie I just mentioned, and more. Critical reception was through the roof. It still has a 96% score on Rotten Tomatoes. The, um, the critics absolutely love this. Uh, it also directly, very directly inspired The Matrix, because when the Wachowskis were um, were pitching the Matrix, they basically uh, showed their producer Ghost in the Shell and said, "We want to do that for real." So <laughs> it is a very much directly inspired. Also, uh, you know the weird Matrix rain thing, um, where it's like raining numbers. They got that directly from the opening of the Ghost in the Shell anime. So you might have noticed that mm-hmm. as. Well, um, so with all that being said, uh, it's, you know, 1995 is a long time ago. We're in a different environment now. Um, and it's also a foreign film. So I, I'm, I'm very curious to hear uh, both of your thoughts on this. So let's first head on over to Leonard. And Leonard, how well does Ghost in the Shell represent for Asians? I mean, it's Japanese anime. <laughs> like, literally everybody who worked on this movie is Japanese. <laughs> and last I saw, uh, you know, that's they're still Asian. <laughs> so I would say pretty well. Uh, and, you know, and it's a, it's a really, really good movie. And it holds up, uh, you know, despite being 26 years old. Uh, you know, I think the themes are still relevant. I say the themes are... are, are uh, are becoming increasingly relevant as, mm-hmm. as time goes on, mm-hmm. as we kind of move towards this dystopian future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I thought it was a great movie. Here's the thing. You know what? I keep, I, I, I literally watched it today. Uh, and in my mind, I was just like, I don't think I've seen this before. But then like, as a starter, I was like, for sure I've seen this before. 
mm-hmm. you know. And of course, it opens with like a bunch of naked, like with a naked woman. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, this feels familiar. <laughs> it feels familiar. <laughs> it feels very memorable. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's really good. It's well written. It escalates nicely, and I think like thematically, it kind of. Um, it's interesting. It's very interesting thematically, where because it, it's it discusses uh, the nature of life and you know and what it means to be alive and all that stuff, while you know covering a lot of uh, you know this technological stuff. And by the way, I think like again, we're doing spoilers, right? I keep forgetting. Yes, full spoilers. <laughs> and then the meaning of life for this particular uh, sentient thing. It was not an AI. It's very spe- <laughs> it very specifically said it's not an AI, right? Uh, and it said, like, the meaning of life is mortality and reproduction. So dying in children <laughs> is the meaning of life, <laughs> which I heartily disagree. <laughs> um, I don't know. Veronica, you have kids. Uh, I mean, it just makes you want to die. But so I, don't think... I was going to say it's more like the meaning of wanting death. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so harsh. You remember like uh, like the game trip. of the game of like the board game and like you win by getting like um, little pegs you put them in the car and that represented children the more yes. children you have you win I was like no that's how you lose that's uh. how you, and it's always <laughs> guess who always gets pegs upon pegs in their car me oh yeah I mean <laughs> if only you just got pegged a little more you wouldn't have yeah, any children God, yeah <laughs> seriously yeah you you know the funny thing is with the whole meaning of life I remember when I was really young probably still in like grade four grade five and I was like. Why why are people having such a hard time with this question? Because you know, I I grew up in like both the Christian church and like the the Buddhist temple and stuff, and I was like, isn't it obvious? Like the meaning of life is to live. So like, you know, the mm. whole thing about like having kids, reproducing, being mortal, it's about survival, and you know whether that's surviving on by elongating your life or surviving through your legacy. I. I always thought I was like, well, that seems like a pretty easy, easy question to answer. So I feel like the computer or whatever the thing is in this sort of cyborg. Um, no, not not wait, not not the cyborg. The uh, the the puppet the master. Oh, the like, puppet master. Yeah. Wait. So you yeah, think I, the meaning of life is just survival, or it's just living? I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, isn't that like? Like you're at the lower par- part of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, don't you think like it's a little bit? More, it's not more than that. <laughs> No, I, I, f- I feel like I feel like it is the root. Now, remember, I came up with this when I was in grade five. And, I'm I'm not, and, and, and also, where, where by the way, everybody, Bong grew up in the ghetto. So survival. <laughs> so survival was, you know, more important it's like this when you is grow just up. Life. You just survive. Ge- yeah. yeah. Murder <laughs> Alley. He's basically I, like a, a city high song. Like, what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I feel like this <laughs> sentient being or whatever sort of got like the f- like the form of it of survival, but didn't understand the why that led to like being alive. But anyway, yeah. Now well, the why is important. With, like, the why is the important part. No, like <laughs> I mean, why do we do this? I mean, that's I know, what this, we spend our this, whole this, lives. This, yeah, saying, I mean, and to bring asking. it look, there I. <laughs> I got real high one night, and I came to this conclusion. <laughs> is that the meaning? It's better than Bong's grade five version. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I mean, this was five. also grade five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, 
I was in grade five. I have to admit, I was I was sitting on the toilet and I was just oh. like, "Wow, these church people are Jeez. so dumb!" Like, I figured it out. Like, wow. don't listen to Jesus. <laughs> I I I figured it out on my own on on the toilet of all places. Um. So okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's head on over. Um. We will get back to the themes of the movie. Um. In a little bit, because I actually feel like the themes of the movie and the questions it raises are the actual strengths of the movie. I think mm-hmm. the actual characters plot progression stuff like that yeah don't hold up quite as well but let's uh let's hear veronica's thoughts on this um on ghost in the shell so i mean as you know anime is not my favorite <laughs> format <laughs> so we're gonna keep doing anime i know i'm just off. like what the heck we just did jackie chan now we're gonna do anime anyways wait hold um, on a second. <laughs> but wait, but jackie chan and anime are like the two biggest Parts of Asian I cinema. Know, like we're, I know. I <laughs> know. We'd be cutting yeah. out a whole lot of Asian I cinema. Know. You don't want. You want to throw in some hentai? Is that so, would that oh, help? That would be interesting. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about like those octopuses. Sometimes you see in hentai. Anyways, yeah. it, it, we, um, we'll, we'll watch the Japanese hentai version of My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's Lord. My Octopus Senpai. <laughs> Tune in next week. Dun dun. Um, so yeah, it was very. Okay, so obviously I'm watching the the with the English audio. So to watch to watch this and then like the themes are clear because I guess in the translation it becomes so much more deliberate like the theme it's like they're handing it to you on a platter. So mm. I found that a little bit distracting and then I guess it opens up with a um after being a year and a half in COVID and just eating my life away to see like <laughs> this this perfect form of a female, this westernized <laughs> female. I was like, wow, this is depressing. <laughs> so, and it's interesting to me. Yes, there is Asian representation, but like, let's be honest, Asian, as many, as much Asian representation as there is, they idolize uh, Western beauty standards. So I, there's mm. that. Um, so she was very westernized looking. She had amazing breasts. I know she's is, not is real. That, is that a Western thing? <laughs> it's just amazing. I, I guess. Is a I Western guess, I thing? Guess. Okay, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, 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 will, I will say that as much as Scarlett Johansson in the live action movie get a lot of flack. Speaking I of amazing say, breasts. I was going to say <laughs> they will, got her for that. <laughs> uh, I... I will. I, I'm not going to touch it's that. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're gay. I will say that the anime itself, especially the eyes, the eyes are yes, clearly meant to represent like more of a more of a westernized uh-huh. like android cyborg, whatever she was. Um, so, you know, they didn't get it completely wrong, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, because it's like the the eyes were very blue and very rounded mm-hmm. but i will say outside of the eyes i i did think you know like i feel like that hairstyle even even the body type i, I could totally see that as as like an asian cyborg but the eyes i was like ah yeah yeah it's it's tough yeah. to say that those aren't clearly trying to be westernized yes. eyes and the nose um, the nose were they too. anime eyes i just saw them as like being giant anime eyes yeah yeah <laughs> which is no, very no. asian in my no, so, okay, so so for the listeners who don't know, like anime, the big thing is like huge eyes. It's always big eyes, and like I I love huge anime eyes, but these were 
like very distinctly westernized. Yeah, at least, sure. at least to me, when when I was looking yes. at it, it it felt like mm. very westernized, like cartoon version of an eye. Like it Definitely. just didn't look like an eye that you would see in an anime. Mm. Um, yeah, in in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Even outside of the color, the shaping, even mm-hmm. even even like the drawing style wasn't very anime for no. the eyes. It, it just sort of. Anyway, for me, I felt like it was it was sort of it was sort of that. Now I'm a little bit sensitive to that because I did grow up in the Filipinos. You're gonna hate me for this, but I grew up around Filipinos in Winnipeg who all did the blue eye, blonde hair, oh, westernized thingamajig. So I'm like I'm like like the the blue contact lenses. So I'm like mm. very like it's 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 one of my pet peeves for sure. Yeah. Um. So you know. I, I I will say that having a Western person playing this made sense cyborg or whatever it was wasn't the craziest thing in the world. Exactly. I will say that if you compare it to, to the original. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the now, body that the puppet master got trapped in was blonde. Yeah. yeah. It like was clearly definitely that Scarlett was Johansson. And <laughs> I think they were mentioning like that he was supposed to be a Westerner or they were supposed to be a Westerner, like an American. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He was, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it was made yeah. for her. She was in what Uncle Buck <laughs> at around that time. Maybe they're like, look at this young child. She's gonna grow. That's really sick. Wait, Scarlett Johansson was in Young. Is it Uncle Buck? Yeah. What is she in Uncle Buck? She's in one of those movies. I think so. One of those. One of those, one of those Uncle Buck movies. <laughs> no, one of those. You know, like <laughs> what's um, the genre that is Uncle Buck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that John um, Candy type. You know. Fun, oh. comedy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So, um, so for me, the movie, I I enjoyed it. I will say I had tried watching it when it first came out. And 26 years is a long time ago. I was still in probably end of um, end of middle school, maybe maybe start of high school. God, I'm so and, old. <laughs> I know. Nineteen ninety five. I started university. I was uh, I was getting pregnant. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> I hadn't even done the thing that well, you have you to do to get pregnant <laughs> oh wow um, yeah so for me I remember I tried watching it back then and I, I actually was a pretty huge anime fan and even like you know um, like different different uh, mature anime as well like I remember I loved like, like Mermaid Scar um, which was definitely not meant for my age group at that time um but this one, it it was probably a little bit too complicated for me as a kid. So mm. I, I probably spent more time playing the video game on my imported Sega Saturn, um, which was a huge hit. Um, Wait, this is complicated then... for you. Were, you're thinking about the meaning of life at the age of five. Hi. Hi yeah. <laughs> or sorry, in grade five? grade five? Age of five. Yeah, grade five. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah I, well, I already figured that part out. Oh, okay. Well, I've already like, figured the meaning of life, but Ghost in the Shell, that was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's funny going back and watching it, and I can kind of see why I was confused. Like, the I think the structure of, this, of the story, um, you know, like, they don't really tell you what's happening until after. Like, when they were going after, you know, the, the weird garbage man thing. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I didn't even really know what that was about until af- after they captured them, and then they're like, oh, they were hacked and whatever. But, like, they'll go through, like, 10, 20 minutes of 
allowing the audience to be confused, which is fine. That's like, a, you know, a That's directorial a, yeah. like decision. Um, but certainly when I was younger, it, it didn't make as much sense. I would just say for me with this movie, you know, knowing that it was based on a longer manga series, like I, I definitely like to me, this more raised interesting questions and was more of an origin story because at the end when, you know, the major and the puppet master merge into one, it's sort of like this new character and you're like, oh, what are they going to do now? And then that's where the movie ends. But for like the manga, that's sort of like just the beginning of it. And then it sort of goes on. So this really is like the origin story. Um, but the, the tough thing for me, just taking it as an origin story is I didn't feel like like, I didn't feel like her decision to join with the puppet master. Well, first of all, they didn't even make it clear whether she had, like, made the decision or not, or whether the puppet master just sort of took her over without her consent. Mm. I mean, the manga, they made it a lot clearer that it was her choice. Um, but I think, I think you're going from an arc of, like, you know, she sort of starts out, like, you know, what does it mean to be human? Am I still human? Um, you know, are we made up of more than just our memories? You know, even the topic of false memories. Like, I know we have a debate topic today of hacking the human brain, but um, the secondary topic that I almost went with was, like, about false memories and how reliable are memories and are we more than just our memories and different things like that. And so that's a really interesting question, and she's sort of debating this. But then it sort of goes from that to, at some point... She hears the puppet master in her brain, and then at the end, she decides, okay, I'm going to, like, join up with the puppet master and become, like, a new being. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, she went from questioning to being like, okay, I'm just going to become this new thing. I didn't really see, like, a whole arc. I just saw, like, she's questioning, and then she makes a decision, but I didn't really see the arc of where she made that decision. She's just a girl. That's why. <laughs> she's just she's just a pretty girl, and you can just take her over, even though she's able to kick ass earlier. But deep down well, inside, she's offer. just a girl standing in front of a puppet master. <laughs> I think part of I think part of it though was like she was wondering if she was still human because it's it's the whole thing. It's like you know, uh, if you keep like fixing a sock, and at some point, <laughs> you know, you've replaced all the yarn in the sock. Is it the same sock? And then that's kind of like her. Her whole debate but then the thing that i think convinced her was when he says you know like uh, okay uh <laughs> is when he <laughs> says um uh like the like wanting to stay the same is is uh well now i don't remember the quote so that's great uh <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end oh god ah oh. okay well end. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm I'm really good at this. Uh, I'm really good at my job. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, the moment's gone. Yeah, we, the we, moment's we, gone. We, 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 we kind of get we we kind of get the gist of what you're Do saying. Do you? Because I don't. Same, same. She was kind of questioning, not just life, but like morta- mortality as well. Yeah, and then yeah. she was doing like, and there's a whole scene where she's like diving, and she wants to be. Oh, yeah, she's di- yeah. so that kind of leads it leads into it, right? Because she's having an existential crisis, right? And she's mm-hmm. like diving, and then like Batu is like, "Why are you diving? Like this is," and she's like, That's "I right. can feel like when she comes out, she's like becoming somebody else." And I think there was a desire to change, but like they, but she didn't know mm-hmm. how 
to change or like what would inspire that change. And then she was given an opportunity to change and she took it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess, I, I, I guess that's an arc. <laughs> I, don't, I, I still don't totally get Okay, so for me, I still think this is a classic. I do think it holds up. I just think it holds up more for the questions that it brings up. Yeah, like, but that's what does the it theme? mean to be human? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the themes. You know, what is a sentient being? You know, what about false memories? You know, it's just it's just this whole. You know, it brings up a lot of questions that, as Leonard said off the top, that are more relevant and timely now than they were when they were brought up twenty six years ago. So it was yeah. really, really ahead of its time mm -hmm. um, as far as like s philosophical musings. Um, way before they had the technology to even wonder. And now we're not that far away from, you know, obviously, like, you know, becoming a full cyborg is probably not in the immediate future, but, like, <laughs> certainly, like, you know, enhancements, cybernetic enhancements, different things like that, even controlling things with your brainwave mm -hmm. um, as opposed as, like, a control mechanism, um, you know, that's not really that far away. Yeah. Um, it was pre-Google. It was, you know, cell phones being, like, very, yeah. you know, yeah. prevalent. So, yeah. It's actually this, well, kind that's, of eerie I mean, That's a good point, right? Back. The cell phones? Like, the definition of, like, cyborg is, like, the melding of man exactly. and machine. Like, literally, everybody thought, cyborg is going to be, like, Motoko from, like, Ghost in the Shell. But really, cyborg it's is just, just these people on Young yeah. Street. That's yeah. what a cyborg that's is. Just <laughs> walking around and staring at yeah. your phones, not looking at anything yeah. else. Like, that's a cyborg. This is literally my brain. Like, this yeah. is all here. <laughs> Um, now, uh, you know, wrapping up our, our review, we always ask, you know, d does this hold up, which we've already sort of talked about, but um, does this make you interested in seeing, usually we say the sequel, but this is like furthering the story in whatever format, whether reading the rest of the manga, watching, um, you know, the follow-up movies. They actually did a remake of the of the movie called Ghost in the Shell 2.0, which is actually a remake of Ghost in the Shell. It's not a sequel, even though it's called 2.0. Um, or watching the live action movie or diving into the video games. There's a lot of supplementary material. And honestly, I do feel like the story gets a lot more interesting after she has merged with the Puppet Master. Mm. Now, Do the sequels, do the movie sequels uh, cover that story? Or is it only in the manga? I think so... There's movies and anime based on the manga, which do cover it. But then, yeah. as you know, with anime, there's movies that are non-canon, yeah. um, which kind of go off in their own direction. Right. So if you do want to follow up on the story, make sure that you're actually reading something based off of the original literature versus something that's, you know, like what... Oh, a filler. That's that's what that's what uh, they call it in, uh, in 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 Japanese terms of like non-canon um, movies do exist. So if you watch some of them, you might be very confused. <laughs> um, I would say probably go back and uh, and and I, I'm I'm much more on reading manga because it goes a lot faster than movies. Sometimes you mm. watch the movies and it's just so slow. Mm. The manga flips by pretty quickly um, to continue the story. Um, yeah. But yeah, so putting out that question, did this do enough to intrigue you to jump into like this ghost in the shell world that's beaten? Hmm. I, I think there's actually a new anime series on Netflix. Yeah, there is. That's 
That's literally still coming out right now. Oh, wait, a Ghost in the Shell Netflix series that's coming out? Yeah, like it's I not like it will, will be released live action or anime. Anime. It's it's Ooh. anime. I, I I think it's I think it's ongoing. Like, but it, it's not like twenty five years ago. It's it's either like right now or like in the past. Like, is it released right now? Like, if I go and you know what? I I'm thought go I Netflix. saw it when I googled. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. So really... it's <laughs> yeah. So the you know it definitely made an impact for sure because it has created this whole world that people are super interested in diving into. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know what? I want to see the the live action because it's always interesting <laughs> to me when North America takes a film that's you know this one's Japanese, and it's always interesting to me how they spin the theme because i'm like wow you made it way more selfish than what it originally meant so that's what i would watch it for and you know a little yeah. scarlett johansson <laughs> i just loaded up the the trailer for the new for the ghost in the shell series on netflix and it looks weird man it's because like i really like the anime style that they did here because they did like a special like sort of digital cell type thing for this but the the thing that they did there is it's it's like it's pure CGI and it's kind of like do you guys remember like that I think it was a Canadian series called Reboot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what it looks yeah. like, and I'm like, mm. ew, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it it really is too bad. I, I I I agree. It's part of the reason why I generally watch the um the new series. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... It's so hard when they change the animation style. And you like you like it, and you're like, I'll cry. It's like the second season of One Punch Man. Or, like, the first season was, like, incredible, like, the animation style. And then the second season, you're like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, I know what happened. They got a new studio, and then they didn't spend as much money. But, <laughs> like, I know that's what happened, but it sucks. Because, like, the stuff that they did in the first season was, like, holy crap. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Anyways. And, and here's the crazy, like, see, uh, yeah, I mean, CGI is also very expensive. So the animation is just very expensive. So, like, it's amazing that they make any of it at all. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So that wraps up our review. I think the general sentiment is that it, it still holds up. It's almost more relevant now than ever. But if you get confused, I, I will say what helped me was watching it. And when it got confused, I went and read like the synopsis on um, on uh, or the plot summary on Wikipedia to help <laughs> me get back on track. Um, and then that, that was very helpful. And then I went back and, uh, and watched the movie some more. Yeah. And yeah, there are, there are a lot of supplemental materials and I do think that's where this really shines and it has, um, an incredible legacy. And honestly, I probably am kind of serious, uh, curious to see how the Scarlett Johansson version would translate because exactly. this is such a uniquely Japanese story in that. Um, you know, I think to understand Ghost in the Shell, you have to understand like the Japanese relationship with mm -hmm. technology and the role it played to rebuilding their society after World War II, where they weren't really allowed to export anything else. They had lots of like um, trade restrictions and technology was sort of how they reemerged as a part of the world economy. And so that's why they're able to bring up these questions 26 years ago that people, no, nobody else is really trying to figure out, you know, at what point does, you know, something that doesn't have a physical body 
be able to claim that they're a sentient being. Like, these are not questions people were asking 26 years ago, except for, like, in Japan. So it'll be really interesting to see what on earth um, Hollywood has done with the story. So I actually am pretty curious. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, hey, it piqued my interest enough to go watch... And probably laugh at how terrible the American version is. But, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll be one, convinced. <laughs> He's like, I refuse. Hey. They stole it from us, so I'm going to steal it back from them. I know, but don't you want to see how they messed it up? I, I like to watch the train wreck. I might I might watch it. Yeah. I mean, I hey, can't. You know, uh, Johansson, I can't. Uh, I mean. <laughs> and to our, to our listeners, uh, stay tuned. I'm sure we will be doing that in a future episode. And actually. We, we are looking at doing a series on comparing the original version versus the Hollywood remake. Um, we're just sort of figuring out um, what the best movies to add to that list are. So I feel like this is a very strong contender. Oh. So uh, that, that wraps up our movie review of Ghost in the Shell, the original anime version. Please stay with us uh, through this very short commercial break. And afterward, we will be debating about uh, hacking the human brain, which, of course, is a key theme in this movie. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, listeners. We are now going to dive into this week's key theme that we plucked straight from the themes of our movie of the week, which was Ghost in the Shell, the original anime version from 1995 and our key theme this week is about hacking the human brain so first question i will ask our panel first to the amazing leonard chan is would you accept cybernetic enhancements to your brain or body and does it worry you at all being possibly hacked man as somebody who's been hacked (laughs) already like i had like i had all my bitcoin stolen so oh yeah that's right yeah um i don't think i i don't know man like i there's like it really depends on what they're gonna offer me with these cybernetic implants you know what i mean it's like (laughs) what are they gonna do seriously if it's like well now you can see like gps maps in your in your brain like i don't you know i got a phone but like i don't i don't know like there's something, man. You know what? I really think this is what's gonna happen. Like when they actually start to uh, offer like cybernetic implants, there's gonna be like a whole bunch of people who are like pure humans, <laughs> you know, like and, yeah, right? 
you know, kind of like the you know Hitler-esque pure purity, <laughs> like Aryan purity, but just humans. Like uh, that movie, um, where they go to Mars. That's what that is. What, there's so many of those. Uh, movies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was um, Colin Farrell did the remake, but it was originally Colin, oh Total Recall. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. you know what the funny thing is though. is. No, no. What I I actually think that it will sort of create two worlds, but in the For opposite sure. way that Leonard's thinking, as opposed to the um, to as opposed to the pure humans being elevated, I think it's going to be those who can afford implants and those mm. who can't. So the pure humans are going to be like, ew, pure humans. <laughs> but really, they're, they're so poor. <laughs> yeah, you can't I mean, even I mean, like hack your brain into like. The, the new internet, whatever it's yeah. called. And it's going to be you... like hipsters, right? Hipsters who are like, <laughs> oh, gross, like cybernetic implants. But really, they can't afford them because like real hipsters. <laughs> oh, God. Still it's wearing like, the tube. You know, why, you know why I'm typing my novel on a typewriter? I can't afford a laptop. Like Jeez. that's... <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, would I get it? I mean, it really depends. I don't, I don't know if I would. You know, like... Uh, I really don't know if I would. I think I would get like, I mean, I would definitely get like, like, because Apple is going crazy on like augmented reality mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're coming up with like these glasses and stuff. Like that. I would get those. Yeah, but that's like I think augmented reality is body, cool. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like I would, I, like I, I haven't even, I've never, I wouldn't, I won't even get a tattoo. I don't think I'm gonna like. Friggin'. What if you got into say a car accident and then you lost a limb? Would you do it then? Well, yeah, I'll totally go Winter Soldier. Like if, <laughs> like losing a limb, that's different, right? It's not like I cut off my arm and then attached like a cybernetic arm, right? Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Like that's that's more purpose. like I just want to get back. I just want to like get back to the function that I had, not improve the function. You know that I right. don't have. I don't know. I mean, it really depends. Like if I get to a point where I'm like. Mm. Well, damn! Everybody else around me has X-ray vision. Like, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then maybe, or if everybody's like plugged into the internet at all times, keeping which up with the I... cyborgs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the the interesting thing is, you know, technology really is catching up to Ghost in the Shell because. Like, even the idea of cybernetic enhancements, controlling th- things with your brain, it actually has, um, it actually has started. Oh, and yeah. sort of from... Elon it, Musk. It, it's, yeah. yeah, well, not not him. No, I, he is. I, I he has like that company Neuralink. They're literally doing that. Like, uh, I, like he's I, literally, I really, like, dem- they, they uh, plugged, they've plugged, uh, like, uh, electrodes into a person's brain so that they can control... Uh. Uh, a computer uh, like it's happening and i mean it's scary because elon I, musk also has like so many rockets that have exploded so <laughs> yeah elon I, I i i i try not to talk about elon musk as much as humanly possible but um with uh yeah but as leonard said the technology is there it is really about you know if you think about the way that your brain sends signals like it, it sounds weird to be able to use neural technology to move things but if you think about like how the brain sends signals to your nerves, that's really how you move your arm um, in the first place. So, sort of, um, and what Veronica was saying with uh, with uh, limb replacement, mm-hmm. that's sort of what the technology will be used for first, which is replacing somebody's limb with a cyber limb, but 
that is controlled with your brain. Yep. So you move it exactly the same way you would move if you had a real arm. Yeah. Um, it's just informational flow. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think these cybernetic enhancements, it's it's all going to be health-based at first. And that's how – I don't think people are going to have to be convinced because it's going to be like – health-based stuff mm -hmm. like you know like okay well, so pacemakers. vaccination I, pacemakers example? like already that's a thing yeah. right pacemakers <laughs> <laughs> yeah pacemakers i also think honestly we going back to the apple ecosystem so you know you know take take the phone but even more so take take the watch and then the glasses coming up like i am completely you know I get a, a report if my heart rate goes too high. I get a report if my oxygen's too low. Mm. This is on my wrist 24 hours a day. My um, phone has GPS enabled, so my boyfriend and my family can find me within three square feet wow. of anywhere, anytime. Um, I kind of feel like I already am a bit cybernetically like enhanced. Like, even with the things that I have on me right now. And then you sort of talk about, like, things that are implanted. Yeah. So, you know, like, like to me, the next step, which actually isn't a big step, is so, you know, I, I have, like, difficulties with my insulin levels and stuff. And so there are apps where you put, like, a semi-permanent implant into your body for, like, six months. Um, it runs on battery, and you have to keep getting it um, replaced so that you don't have to, like, prick your finger every like every time before a meal hmm. it just sort of sends a signal to your um to your phone um just to clarify for people out there i am not diabetic so don't put out that rumor it's just something <laughs> why or what hold on a second why is that so shameful you're like i want you to know i'm not diabetic I'm not, yeah, yeah. i mean low blood sugar <laughs> it's okay no, if you I'm, are no, you know it's no, fine I, oh no, no no being being Diabetic is totally cool, other than the fact that you might die and lose your limb. But I just, I just don't want, I just don't want people to think that I'm like taking credit for having a disability that I don't have. Okay, okay, all right. I'm talking all about right, all right. Just purely yeah, so, for example only. Yeah, no, but like, like I have done the thing where, like, I've I've been close, and I'm I'm, I'm pre-diabetic, and I've had to like monitor so that I don't like jump into type 2 diabetes but I don't want people to be like oh Vong's like trying to say he's disabled and all this stuff I'm not saying I'm disabled I'm just saying once in a while I do check my insulin levels <laughs> because it is dangerously close to passing into type 2 diabetes I am not so just disabled I just eat a lot of pizza and fall asleep <laughs> yes uh, it's like but, I mean no, okay yeah, I, I, I apologize for cutting you off, Ron. No. I just want to clarify. It's because there is a lot of this thing about, like, you know, ableism and people mm. going out there, you know, claiming disabilities and such. And yeah. it's no, that's of, fair. That's totally Like, fair. That's upsets totally me yeah. as well because, you know, you know, I, I, I like, there is a disability, a difference yeah. between people who are disabled and people who feel disabled it's not something you can feel you actually have to be it so let's yes. just uh, move on from there um <laughs> disclaimer out of but, the way yeah but like the with the with with the whole thing i would totally put in that implant for yeah? six months yeah. to save myself from like pricking you know it is painful to prick your finger and then that's like the first thing and then you're like oh well what if like i don't know I something think. monitors something else like mm -hmm. uh that would be life-saving and yeah. then oh you add this you add that and then all of a sudden you're fucking ghost in the shell <laughs> and then, and then yeah, no you know, it's a slippery it's, slope it's a slippery slope that, but i think well, no i think you're totally right you. start, 
Yeah, and it's no. It starts with quality of life, right? Yeah. That's how they get you into the Apple ecosystem. And it's like, look how yeah, easy we've made all in. these things. Look how everything works so easily together. Right? Look at how you're now a robot, and your consciousness is exactly. linked to everybody else's, We're, and you are. We are a hive mind. We are Borg. We're on our way because everything right now is external. <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of time. A very yeah. crude, crude. I mean, maybe not. This is a very far reach. But I, I've had an IUD in. Definitely not <laughs> mm-hmm. anything to do with what we're talking about. But I'm like, it's in your body and it's fooling your body into thinking there's something yeah. there you can't get pregnant. But the thing is, it's it really comes down to ethics. That's really what it is, is that, okay, yes, you would get it if, say, you lost a limb or, say, like your example, um for diabetes even for for her uh, pre-diabetes pre, sorry pre-diabetes um a pacemaker yeah pacemaker yeah. right yeah. uh but then it's just the part like ethically when it starts to get gray that's the tricky part well where's the line though like when like for you know. let's like yeah like have you like what would be the gray area i i don't know because i feel like we might get there like a prehensile even... dick yeah. Oh, well, I mean, would be less uh. trouble. <laughs> yeah, would it be or maybe... less trouble? One that's prehensile? It sounds like a lot more trouble. <laughs> you, I mean, I've had some bad relationships. <laughs> or you know, or, or maybe, maybe, maybe I'll put it this way, Veronica. Because sometimes when it's about ourselves, it's harder to make a decision. But. Um, you're a parent. Mm. Wouldn't you implant something into your kids? Like, just to make sure, you know, implant a tracker in case they get kidnapped. No. You know, it would, like, automatically um, destruct. So it just kills the kidnapper with them. Or, <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're just going to put an explosive device in your kid. It's if like, kid you know what? A- if I can't have my kid, <laughs> nobody can. Beep. Boom. Like, what? Is that... Damn! Just per Damn, se, per se, per just se. per se. <laughs> but isn't isn't there like you know if you want to make like if your kid is just I don't know not eating the right things and you want to make sure they have the right you know blood sugar level would you implant that glucose monitor thing? Would no. you like no? You know GPS, why? You know because I feel like even actually this pa- these past two weeks I have resented technology because. I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to think anymore. Like everything is about this phone. Like <laughs> I don't use the remote for my smart TV because I can use my phone as a remote. But the thing is, is when the Wi-Fi is down, I'm like, I don't know how to change any uh, channels. I don't even have cable. I It's all streaming apps. So I'm like, I everything is so automated that I am so much stupider than i already was i'm just like well, i don't know how to operate yeah. that's the thing our phones are getting smarter and we are getting dumber yeah. and that's <laughs> scary to me well, i mean hmm. yeah i mean this is the thing is like you know when you lose your like my phone has like all my phone numbers everything in it i lose my phone exactly and it's like okay yeah like my I'm phone lost. is basically like an autistic child who knows everything exactly no but <laughs> real I'll, I will challenge that a little bit because that that's sort of like more of like an early 2000s phone. I imagine everything is synced to the cloud now so the device can be lost and you just but still. start over, right? Like 
we do, I, I imagine somebody as intelligent as, as you, Leonard, you, you do have backups, you have cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, I have, no, I, mean, I do have all Veronica. that stuff. I do have all that stuff. But in, <laughs> Leonard, I'm sure you would, Veronica. I'm sure you would, Veronica. <laughs> you had children. Clearly, you've made a terrible error in judgment. I just have post-it notes. Everywhere. Your brain no longer functions. You it's everything. You're just going to attach to everything done. on yourself, like memento. Like, that's yeah. the only way you remember anything. <laughs> like memento, yeah. Um, so... The, the the other example I will say where I feel like early days of acceptance, um, like I said, number one, I do think will be health. Oh, but number sure. two, which always drives technology, is warfare. I can completely yeah. see cybernetic enhancements to get stronger soldiers, a million percent like Winter Soldier or like something else, even if it's not for, you know, I think in the comic books it's always about augmenting strength, but you can augment communication, you can augment vision, you can augment yep. any type of advantage. Like fighter pilots will have like augmented whatever, like, you know, yeah. and they could like, well actually no, it's all drones and stuff like that, but they could like actually prop, I bet you, and I'm sure they're going to do that because right now they're using Xbox controllers, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. That's what they're using. But like they could actually prop, like, you know, with like a Neuralink, they could basically like attach something to a drone. And so they, all they have to do is think where it goes. Like, I'm, like how responsive would that be? It would be incredible. But to your point, Vong, like military, military is what drives innovation. What drives adoption is porn. <laughs> oh. I'm not even kidding. That's always been the case. Yeah. It's always yeah. been the case. You know, like is porn true. is always the first industry that just like adopts every like vir like virtual reality, the internet. Like it was, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like the, the reason why so. like VHS won the uh, God, won the format wars is because they, they accepted porn. Because Sony, mm. they were like, no, no porn. <laughs> and then they were like, well, people were like, well, no, we must have porn. So wow. cybernetic porn, like any like cybernetics that could enhance sexual pleasure, like hundred percent, like that's gonna get like. It, There's the meaning of life adoption. right there. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, oh. this is the thing that I came up with when I was really high was that the meaning of life is to find meaning in life, and it's different for everybody. There you go. There I, I was high. What? That was it. That was it. <laughs> it's so simple. Everything after being so high, that's it. You're like the meaning of life is to search for the meaning of life. Yeah. Well, no. Once you find it, then you have to like you know, for you, you find it for you. Then you like yeah. go and you know, do it. Whatever it is, it's purpose. It's about finding purpose. And if True. Finding purpose is if your purpose because it can is designing you. and installing a prehensile dick. Then that is. <laughs> The meaning of your life. You know what the flip side, though, of all this is if because we're talking actually about benefits, but it can be used because you brought up warfare. And actually what I thought of is a big part of warfare is torture. And mm. I was like, I could see that being tested first. In, what are they going to like install? With... How? 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 What's, I don't know. The... I just feel like if they, if you, you could control, say, images that someone could see, I don't know how they do it, but you could torture someone with those images. It could be memento, like where you don't even know what your own memories are anymore, or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe your your limb yeah. goes starts attacking I mean, they hack, you. They hack the human brain. They they do yeah. the whole Manchurian candidate thing. I must kill the yeah. queen. <laughs> yeah, like the whole, you know, like like listen, it's it's a huge part of it's a huge part of Ghost in the Shell, you know, ghost hacking, 
um, changing somebody's memories. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing in uh, in uh, in uh, why can I not think of it? The biggest video game last year, Cyber. Oh, Cyberpunk. Cy- Cy- yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. You know, it's all about you know. You know, there's people who have been enhanced, but then they can also be easily hacked as well. Exactly. You know, it's sort of the whole theme of uh, Inception. Yeah. Obviously, that's not about uh, being cybernetically enhanced, but it's just hacking the brain. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting what happens, and I do think it is very interesting that a movie from 1995 um, asks all of these questions. So it, it'd be interesting to see. You know, if there was, you know, a newer manga series, what, what how the author would revisit this theme mm. because obviously they uh, had an interesting take in 1995. I'd love to see what their take is um, in 2021. Mm. Um, and on that note, I want to uh, I want to uh, thank our listeners. We have finished uh, Pride Month and now we're back on our regular schedule. So it'll um, before we were all Asian movies. Then for Pride Month, we we're all gay movies. Now we're sort of going to be a mix. So it's Asian this week, gay next week, Asian the, the week after, <laughs> gay after. We'll probably throw in, hey, listen, I know it's a weird about way to live life, you know, but hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. So part of it, the listeners who don't understand, part of it is because it's about representation and I bring on guests and co-hosts. But because I am gay and Asian, I feel like I have more authority to speak about representation in those fields. Um, so I, I flip between... Um, and we will be talking about representation in other movies. I know, like, I just saw um, I just saw um, um, uh, In the Heights, oh. which, of course, is from Lin-Manuel Miranda and is having a lot of, you know, drama right now about, um, about colorism because um, it's about Washington Heights. And that's a very, like, Afro-Latino community. Um, so definitely a lot more dark-skinned people in the real-life Washington Heights versus the movie so obviously that fits in line with our you better represent um theme but of course i feel like i should probably bring in somebody who is afro latino perhaps to talk about that as opposed to me giving my opinions on does this (laughs) represent afro latinos i don't know do you really care my opinion on that i don't really care my opinion on that so we will get to that movie do you Um, have an opinion on that (laughs) yeah the thing is, I'm not sure there's a Canadian comedian who is an Afro-Latino from Washington Heights. So right now I'm trying to find some of my friends from New York, because um, New York is pretty close to Toronto, to see if... I know that's very specific, and I might have to dial it back <laughs> to maybe only one or two of those things, yeah. of maybe somebody who is Latino or, or Latina, um, or Afro-Latino, or from Washington Heights. I don't know. I don't know if I can get all three. I'm trying my best. Somebody who's comfortable with heights. Yeah. I also want to want to want to thank uh, my co-host being back after a month away. We've missed you. The listeners have missed you, uh, Veronica and Leonard. Thank you so much for um, coming back to the show. We will be back next week. Um, I am your host, Vong Show. And that's what's up. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 